Asia-Pacific currents. News and labour issues from the Asia-Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock. On Community Radio 3CR. Workers of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Link. Good morning and welcome to Asia Pacific Currents this Saturday the 28th, the 28th, the 28th of May. I'm Giselle Hanna, I'm taking you through to 9.30 this morning. Much coming up on today's program, let me get you ready for a couple of things. Firstly, the feature interview in the second part of the program is an interview conducted by Pierre with Siva Rajan, who is the General Secretary of the PSM, the um, Malaysian Socialist Party. Um, The comrades from Malaysia were invited to a conference here in Australia, in Sydney in fact, and that was organised by the Socialist Alliance. We had an opportunity to meet with them and uh, discuss our ongoing and long-standing um, uh, relationship with comrades in Malaysia and, and Pierre conducted an interview. So we'll bring that to you in the second part of the show. Of course, today is um, the the Moreland anti-racism rally. So it kicks off at uh, 11 o'clock. Others have advertised a kickoff for 10 o'clock. Um, either way, you should absolutely get down there. Um, I really, really appeal to you to not be deterred by the police presence. Uh, I also think it might be the case that you're going to have to really try and get to the start of the rally because I think... Um, Police will be trying to deter people from entering the area altogether. We really do need you on the ground today, so get there. Um, for those of you local Moreland and Coburg residents, you probably received something in the mailbox last night advising you to stay away from the area um, as a long-standing left-wing activist here in Melbourne town, I really do appeal to you to get out there. I'm going to uh, broadcast the details of that rally right now. Join with Moreland residents in support of a diverse and inclusive society. Moreland says no to racism. Rally on Saturday the 28th of May at 11am. Gather at the Coburg Library, corner of Victoria Street Mall and Louisa Street. After the rally in March, there will be speakers and music. Stop the forced closure of Aboriginal communities, let the refugees in and say no to Islamophobia. Moreland says no to racism. For more information and to RSVP, head to the Facebook event. Rally, Moreland says no to racism. A 3CR supporter. So um, through, we, we've gotten some feedback here at um, Asia Pacific Currents and I thought it was very important to read this out um, at the start of the show. So firstly, thank you to the comrades at Labor Start for providing this feedback to us. So Labor Start um, organisers and, and conference organisers wrote to us and said this, Thanks for the coverage on the show. I agreed with a lot of your criticism of the conference, disagreed with a few others, but on one point raised, I feel I need to respond. We don't filter the news posted about the Pacific region so as to exclude Maoist-oriented or any other unions. 
In fact, we have run at least one that I know of, and I have not really researched this, online action with KMU, a Maoist union in the Philippines. For several years, we had a correspondent who was a KMU activist, and while she was active, we had a fair bit of news of her union on the site, but she moved on to other things and stopped her work with us. It seems to me when I heard your co-host's comments, along with, I have to say, some of yours about Labor Start's positions or lack thereof on various issues, including Palestine and the lack of a decision-making session at the conference, that they lacked an appreciation for the structure, such as it is, of Labor Start. We're entirely a volunteer organisation, and that leaves us with holes in our global coverage here and there, and a lack of the time and resources that we would need to deliberately and systematically recruit people, such that we have even, um, uh, such that we have even and total geographic coverage of union news. Otherwise, thanks for the mention and for your work putting together your workshop. This is a letter directly to Pierre. Despite your reservations, I hope to see you again at a future conference. Your comments are being digested and I think you may find that at least some of your comments will be addressed when the next conference is put together. That was written to to us. That feedback was provided by Derek Blackadder, the coordinator of Labor Start in Canada. Thank you, Derek, for your feedback and hopefully... Um, uh, letting people know that that was your response makes a difference to the coverage here at Asia Pacific Currents. It is well and truly time for news from around the region. We're going to start in Pakistan. This week, thousands of workers at the Gadani shipyards near Karachi in Pakistan took action to demand the reinstatement of hundreds of SAC workers. Workers had been demanding safer working conditions. Unfortunately, the Gadani shipbreaking yards have a long history of unsafe practices, leading to many deaths. This time, though, the workers' the workers' resolute action led to the reinstatement of all the sacked workers. There is power in the union. Moving now to Australia. Australian coal workers had thought that pneumoconiosis, or as it is commonly called, black lung disease, was a disease that had been relegated to history due to better working conditions. Due to sustained pressure and campaigning by unions, the ongoing problem of this fatal disease among coal miners is starting to be uncovered. While a special medical and investigative task force is a good development, the need is for the implementation of safe working conditions so that this totally preventable disease is eradicated forever. Moving now to East Timor. Earlier this month, hundreds of workers in East Timor marched calling for an increase to the minimum wage. The minimum wage has not been revised since 2012 and is only around 50% of what an average family needs to live on. East Timor is a relatively young nation where workers have struggled to organise to be able to win living wages and good working conditions. In India, last week the Supreme Court of India helped to expose the ongoing disaster that is affecting quarry workers in the northwestern state of Gujarat. The court directed the Gujarat state government to finally pay compensation to over 200 families who had lost a family member due to the lung disease of silicosis. Unfortunately, families have been waiting for a long time for compensation. 
In addition, the scourge of silicosis has been well documented in India previously, but without independent and strong unions, safe workplaces are hard to enforce. And in the Philippines, the issue of insecure work affects workers all over the world. And in the Philippines, it has come to prominence during the recent presidential elections. It's in this context that the heroic members of Palaya are calling on the new Filipino president to pressure Philippines Airlines to honour the agreement around securing employment contracts. At a different workplace, 400 manufacturing workers have gone on strike to also press the new administration to implement secure employment legislation. And again in India, in the middle of April, there were unprecedented protests by thousands of garment workers in the southern Indian city of Bangalore. These protests were heavily repressed, with many workers injured. Over 300 workers are now facing charges following these protests. Raising bail for all defendants has put a lot of pressure on these workers and their families. It's important for the workers' movement to support these workers and the right to organise. And we will put a link to how you can support those workers on our website. You're listening to Asia Pacific Currents here on Community Radio 3CR. Of course, a a few more um, things I'd like to announce before I go to some uh, other community announcements. So Radiothon is coming up, as we mentioned last week. Um, It is the once a year here on 3CR, we really do put some pressure on, shall we say, to uh, try and get you to give generously and most importantly, to keep radical, independent left-wing voices on air. 3CR has very limited um, alternative methods of raising money. Our our biggest support comes from you, the listener. Um, so in the coming weeks, we'll be plugging Radiothon. Our Radiothon show uh, will be, I think it is the 20th, the 18th, um, so the Saturday the 18th of June. Please, uh, please tune in. Please get your dollars ready to, to donate that money. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to let you know was that Australia Asia Worker Links is having um, our next movie fundraiser. The last one, as I mentioned, was a huge success. So on the 20th of June, that's a Monday night, at 6 o'clock, we'll be, uh, we'll be uh, screening a documentary called The Lab. Um, and this documentary is about the Israeli arms trade. So what the film is about is um, the, the manufacturing industry of arms for combat. And Israel actually promotes and markets these um, weapons as um, tested in combat. And basically the, the combat in which they test um, this machinery is the ongoing war in Gaza and the West Bank. So that's the documentary we'll be screening. It'll There'll be an introduction from Jacob Grech, who is a long-standing anti-war, anti-arms trade activist, a member of Australia Asia Worker Links, and he was formerly the West Asia um, organiser for AAWL. Many of you will know him from his role in the movement and, of course, his um, long-standing position as the caretaker of Trades Hall. So um, make sure you get along to that fundraiser. I'm going to go to some community announcements and then we'll be back with our feature interview for the morning. Do you have a community event or campaign you'd like to announce on radio? 
Maybe your group would like to take a tour of 3CR and find out how community radio works. Are you in a band and would like to record a demo? Or maybe there are people in your workplace or activist organisation who would like to undergo media skills training. 3CR is a resource for the community and offers community announcements, station tours, studio hire and media skills workshops at affordable prices. For more information, contact 3CR on 9419 8377 or go to our website www.3cr.org.au. Are you a book reader and collector? Could any of your books find a new home? Why not donate unused books to the upcoming Big Red Book Fair? This year, the book fair is on Saturday the 25th of June at Trades Hall from 10 till 4. If you have books to donate, please contact the New International Bookshop today on 03 9662 3744. That's 03 9662 3744. Or go to our website, newinternationalbookshop.org.au. A 3CR supporter. You're listening to Asia Pacific Currents here on Community Radio 3CR. Siva Rajan Arumugam is the General Secretary of the Socialist Party of Malaysia. He was in Melbourne recently and Pierre had an opportunity to speak to him about some labour movement, industrial and social justice issues that have been happening in Malaysia. There are around five and a half million migrant workers in Malaysia, half of which in some ways illegal. How does this affect the ability to organise workers and the wages and conditions of workers in Malaysia? See, basically, migrant workers themselves have been always a challenge for us to organise. The first thing is that even though in terms of the trade union acts and the labour laws, uh, does not forbid them from joining the unions, but it is a different story in terms of the immigration and the uh, acts that we have. So very clearly from these contradictions, we find that the employers have taken advantage of it and whereby they clearly state in their contract when they employ the migrant workers that they should not participate in any kind of uh, unions. And while this is an ongoing fight that we, we, we are fighting and to, to say that the migrant workers should be in unions so that their interests can be represented, but uh, the immigration, they are very strict on these issues. Uh, the other things also is that we have a large numbers, more than 3 million of undocumented uh, migrant workers. And these large numbers, uh, it is sometimes difficult to locate. And uh, we also find that uh, most of them, they are very vulnerable for exploitation. Uh, they would have come through uh, work permits, but they, have through, they might have been laid off or sacked by the employers. And as such, they be, have become uh, illegal workers at the moment. And so usually they are very vulnerable, not only to the employers, but even to the authorities. Very regularly, you can see a lot of uh, such workers being stopped by the police, being stopped by authorities, being harassed by uh, just uh, any other person, you know. So they very they really lay low, and they for them to survive. Yeah. And within this um, fact that there's so many undocumented uh, migrant workers, there's also the fact that um, not many Malaysian workers are actually in union. The rate of unionisation is quite low as well. 
Yeah. Um, the overall, I think the high days of when Malaysia workers, when we were majoritarily unionized, was back in the 1940s and 50s. But I think uh, uh, quite uh, since then, I think the government has sort of uh, uh, really hammered the unions and in, uh, imposed new laws such that they regulate and they control uh, the trade unions. So even a basic thing just to... Uh, in in terms of procedure-wise, to start off a union itself is very, very challenging, whereby there are a lot of uh, procedures involved. And when the workers get together to organize themselves to form the union, they can be easily uh, victimized by the employer. When the workers' leaders are identified, usually the employer directly will sack them, uh, putting a lot of accusations on them. And even though we take these such cases to the uh, government departments to the industrial relations department for redress but usually such redress is very much delayed so normally what will happen is that these workers readers will be sacked they are away from the, the the working floor and usually will find that the union will suffer and it will not have no kind of leadership and it will die in the end is there a minimum wage in malaysia and is this enforced yes there is a minimum wage in Malaysia currently. It was enforced by a Minimum Wage Act, which started off in uh, 2012. And it was after a long struggle uh, that we ourselves from the PSM and other unions have started this more than 10 years ago. Uh, unfortunately, when it was introduced, we feel that uh, the rate it was introduced in was far too low. Uh, the minimum wage in Malaysia, it was introduced at the rate of 900 ringgit Malaysia in uh, 2012, taking into effect in 2013. Uh, it was supposed to be reviewed every two years, meaning that it should have been reviewed in 2015, but it was very much delayed. And once the Prime Minister made an announcement, it was only a very little increment. They just increased it to 1,000 ringgit Malaysia. And that also it was delayed whereby they never enforced it uh, beginning January 2016 but they delayed the enforcement up to July but it is still a battle for us because the employers federation have already started campaigning saying that because of the economic crisis they are still unable to uh, implement minimum wages at 1000 ringgit this coming July and they are pushing for further postponement and this is what we are against and just for our listeners, there's about three Malaysian ringgits in an Australian dollar. But in terms of Malaysia and the cost of living, what would be a proper living wage for workers in Malaysia, given that the currently the minimum wage is 900 ringgits per month? See, at any one uh, instance whereby currently we look at the cost of living, and this has made, been made worse with the introduction of the goods and services tax, which was uh, implemented last year, uh, we find that by just calculating a basic uh, basket of goods, uh, workers should be earning no less than 1,500 ringgit Malaysia. And, uh, and even that, I would say that it won't be very sufficient for a family of five uh, living in the urban areas. So what we are campaigning for is for a minimum wage of about 1,500 ringgit Malaysia. Now, just looking at other parts of Malaysia and, and society, um, the Bursi movement um, in August uh, of last year staged a massive demonstration in central Kuala Lumpur and it called for the downfall of the, of the government. 
it's been almost a year now. What has happened since then? The Bersay movement, which uh, we ourselves were also uh, participating in it, I believe it was a very uh, successful event, whereby it uh, put out very clear demands asking for the resignation of the current Prime Minister, who has been uh, under a lot of corruption charges, and also with one MDB scandal, uh, having donations uh, into his bank account, and so on. So it called for the resignation of the Prime Minister, uh, to to put in a transitional government and to call for a fresh mandate. Uh, it was a very successful event. But I think what lapsed after that is that was there was no clear follow-up programs whereby what I would uh, I would think that should, be, should have been a follow-up program was to call for a no-confidence vote in the parliament. But uh, unfortunately, I feel that the opposition coalition and the opposition leadership sort of failed in that attempt whereby they were not very systematic in what they wanted to do, and uh, that particular attempt failed. So now what we see is that um, there has been no clear follow-up organizing or mobilizing uh, as a follow-up from the Bursay uprising. And unfortunately, uh, early this year, things have taken quite a different turn, whereby we find that the ex-Prime Minister Mahade, he has come out to call for the resignation of the current Prime Minister, and it has kind of, quite of divided the opposition forces uh, currently because uh, there are a big lot of people that don't agree, the opposition and also the civil society agreeing to ally with the previous prime minister. And that has caused a division among the opposition. In terms of opposition, the government, and in terms of organising workers and calling for more freedoms in Malaysia, there's also been a lot of arrests in the last couple of years. What effect does this have on uh, uh, people's ability to organise and willingness to come out? I think this, <clears throat> what we are seeing now is that the government is systematically on, on, on an event of cracking down on any kind of dissent. Uh, they have done. They are trying to do this through many ways. One is through uh, peaceful assembly. We do have a peaceful assembly act, but what we find is that after the event or an assembly or a rally has finished, they will come out and charge the organisers for various charges for, for for whatever reasons they could think of. The other thing is that by the use of the heavy use of the sedition act itself, whereby anything that we comment even on Facebook on social media. Uh, not exactly, uh, even even not criticizing the government, but just commenting on their uh, corrupt policies and policies that we don't agree, we can pull up for charges. So this thing has been done quite uh, systematically. Various peoples, various politicians, civil society have been charged, and there has been they have there is not only a charge whereby we find that most of these people who were arrested, detained overnight unnecessarily when the charge is only uh, very clearly is a sedition charge which uh, this particular activist would have put up in Facebook. So as for the police, they could clearly and very easily investigate these matters. There's really no need to hold people overnight or detain them, uh, keep them in the lockups and so on. But this is what they do because they find that uh, they want to intimidate people, they want to scare people. But the good thing is that I think most activists and uh, uh, most uh, Malaysians, they are aware of this situation and they are still fighting. They are still fighting these issues through various campaigns. 
on that point of still fighting uh, various campaigns and, and continuing, as a last um, question, how do you see the, the future for working class movement in Malaysia for the rest of the year and into the next? Are you optimistic or do you think it's going to be very hard? For, for me, what I think is that the only way that we can uh, beat this government and its propaganda as you know that every time there is an uprising, there's a show of dissent to the authorities, the government usually uses the racial card. So only if the opposition, the civil society and the people's movement, they come out on a platform whereby they clearly uh, fight for uh, against neoliberalism, against racism, against uh, economic policies, against capitalism. I think only when we come up on that kind of platforms where we can really substantially have a strong movement to oppose this government. Because beyond that, if we are still uh, stuck with the impression that uh, we can just call for the resignation of the Prime Minister, the one person, and expect the whole government to be reformed, I think that is a very false uh, assumption. So the important key point now, I think what we should do is that to mobilize the people's movement, the opposition and civil society to call for the, the ouster of the whole government, the, the AMNO and the Barisan National Government, which has been in power for 50 more years, because they are the whole symbol of corruption and uh, the neoliberal policies which they have brought. So only if people understand the bigger picture that all these policies are coming down from the capitalist model they are practicing, then only they can fight on that particular platform. Well, thank you very much and we wish you all the best uh, in the coming months and years. Thank you very much. In 2016, 3CR published a book to celebrate the station's 40th birthday. Years in the making, Radical Radio, celebrating 40 years of 3CR, is a visually stunning account of the people and ideas that make up this dynamic station. At 300 pages, the book includes hundreds of images and over 50 features on programs, people, music and technology from across the decades. You can get your copy of 3CR's book for $49.50 at the station during business hours at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy. Or online at 3cr.org. Get a piece of your own history. 3CR's Radical Radio is available now. It's 40 years that the station's been around. I hope it's around for the next 40 years. CR has been a trailblazer. It's still the leader and the benchmark in terms of actually engaging the community. The role it plays is really, really, really important. And the role it plays in empowering people on a personal level, empowering communities and giving communities the power to actually take a bit of control of their future cannot be underestimated. Well, that feature interview that you were listening to was uh, Siva Rajan Arumugam, who is the General Secretary of the PSM, the um, Socialist Party of Malaysia. 
Um, thank you for tuning in to Asia Pacific Currents today. I don't think I mentioned earlier in the program that Asia Pacific Currents is brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. Our phone is now working. You can ring us on nine double six three seven two double seven. You can find us on the web all the w's dot dot org dot au, and we're on Twitter as well and Facebook. So you can find us on those social media platforms as well. Um, please don't forget to get along to the Moreland Anti-Racism Rally this morning. Uh, you've still got a bit of time to get down there and don't be deterred by the police presence. Um, I'll play that announcement just before uh, the end of the show. And finally, uh, we will be back next Saturday morning from 9 o'clock. Um, and you stay tuned for... Um, Uh, for Palestine Remembered coming up next. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.